If you're familiar with the Gospels, you know that Jesus taught in parables. Well, what's a parable? Why did Jesus teach them? And what did Jesus mean when he said, I teach in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand? We want to begin a series of podcasts exploring the parables of Jesus. Today we want to look specifically at why did Jesus teach in parables? And we want to do that by looking at one of the more well-known parables of Jesus. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Bible and Life podcast. It's been an exciting and kind of busy week for me and my family the last, oh, seven, eight, nine days. My second granddaughter was born on February 15th, literally three months to the day after my first granddaughter was born. And so Violet was born November 15th, and now Briley was born on February 15th. And so it's been an exciting and busy time and fun getting to meet little Briley and Welcome her into the world. And if you're new to the Bible and Life podcast, I want to welcome you along. Glad that you're joining us on this episode. On the Bible and Life podcast, I really like to just take a text and take about 20 minutes to explore that text and then wrestle with some of the implications for us and for our life as followers of Jesus. And if that sounds like something that would be helpful to you, go ahead and just click subscribe. And I release these episodes every Monday night, Tuesday morning, and you can check out new episodes or even go back and look at past episodes. I've just finished walking through the entire Sermon on the Mount over the last handful of months and wrestling with really some of Jesus' core teachings. And so welcome to, to the show. Thanks for joining us. And if you've been listening for a while, or even if you're new, And you're like, man, I really would like to get into the Bible a little bit more. Over on my website, I have a little free Bible reading plan that uh, is really aimed at followers of Jesus and helping us learn Jesus and learn his way and learn what it means to live for Jesus in this world. And it's it's not only useful for you yourself, but it also has a little bit of guide with it that you could use to help maybe when you're discipling somebody or mentoring somebody who's trying to learn how to follow Jesus. And so if you're interested in that, I'll put the link to that down in the notes, and you can just click on over to that and, and get that little Bible reading plan if that's helpful to you. All right, let's jump into the passage we want to look at today. We want to look at Luke chapter 8. And we're beginning a series that over the next handful of episodes, we're just going to explore some of the parables of Jesus and wrestle with some of those teachings because they have some really key insight for us. And Jesus' parables often challenge the assumptions or challenge the view of God of his contemporaries. And they really, in some ways, do the same thing for us today. And so the parables have a lot of value for us. They also force us to think about the world of Jesus a little bit. So we're going to begin this series of walking through the parables of Jesus. And I want to begin with probably the more most well-known of Jesus' parables, or at least one of the more well-known ones, the parable of the sower. Um, the parable of the sower is about a farmer who sows seed. Let me read Luke 8, verse 4, that sets up the parable for us so we understand the setting, the context. That's really critical to making sure we hear the parable as well. So Luke 8, verse 4 says this, when a large crowd was coming together. That's important. This is just a big, broad crowd of people who are gathering around Jesus to listen to his teaching. So when a large crowd was coming together, and those from various cities were journeying to him. So people were coming from all little towns to wherever he was at to listen to him. So he's got big crowds of lots of different kinds of people, people that are really interested in Jesus, people that aren't so sure about Jesus, people that are skeptical about Jesus, all coming to listen to him teach. And so as they come together, it says in 
Luke 8, verse 4, that he spoke to them by way of a parable. Now, parables are, in a in a real sense, a story, sometimes a very, very brief story, sometimes a little bit more expanded, but they're a story that really has a point. And sometimes that point is very subversive. Sometimes the point is more obvious than others, um, but they're a story with a point. Sometimes those parables serve almost just like a sermon illustration. Sometimes they almost serve a sort of like, almost like a verbal kind of challenge, a verbal subversive time bomb that kind of you walk away from, and as you walk away from it, it is it's kind of ticking in your mind, and you're thinking it, and you're pondering it, and you're wrestling with it, until all of a sudden, what Jesus meant by, boom, the lights come on, and you're like, whoa, you know, like, he meant that? He was saying that? I can't believe it. And either you're, like, impressed by his courage, or you're really challenged by his thought, or you're you're angry and upset that he would actually say that, and so that's sort of how the parables work, all right? Now, this particular parable on this occasion is the parable of the sower. Let me just summarize what, what uh, the parable is, all right? The sower represents a, a farmer. He's going out to sow some seed in his field. And in the ancient world, in Jesus' day, when they sowed seed, it worked like this. You would have like a seed bucket or a seed bag, um, and you would go out through your field that you've prepared, and you would just grab a handful of seed, and you would kind of throw that seed out as you walked your field, all right? And so that was a very common way to to broadcast or cast your seed. You would just grab a handful, and you would just toss it into your prepared field. So the farmer's walking through his field, and he's casting out the seed uh, for the crops that he wants to grow. As he does so, since it's kind of a random broadcasting method for planting, as he does so, some seed falls on the little road, the little path around the field. That road has been trampled down, packed down by all the people walking on it, so it's hard. And so the seed falls on that field, the seed is trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air come and they eat up the seed and never really grows. Other seed, as the farmer's casting the seed uh, into his field, some of it falls into area where the rocks have been cleared out of the field and they're kind of on the edge of the field. They've got some dirt on them, but not a whole lot. And some uh, seed falls there. And as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it didn't have enough root to and, and soil to have really any moisture. And so it came up quickly, but then when it got hot, it just withered away. As the farmer is casting seed, other seed falls among the thorns that are and the weeds that are growing up around the edge of the field. Um, and it grows up, but then those weeds grow up along with it, and they choke it out. And other seed lands exactly uh, where the farmer intended, right on the field that had been prepared and is ready to go and has been tilled and and. Uh, has some manure in it, so it's rich soil, and some seed falls on that good, rich, loamy soil, and it grows up and produced a crop hundred times as great as the seed. That's the parable. And as Jesus wraps up the parable, he calls out this phrase. In fact, he does this repeatedly in his ministry when he teaches in parables, and this is really important for the why of parables. So Jesus calls out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, what's he getting at? What he's getting at is he's just told a story, a story about a farmer who is planting his his crops. 
It's a familiar scene that everyone knew. It happened year in, year out. Now, most of these people either were farmers, worked for farmers, or lived near farmers. They knew this scene, right? They could picture this. What in the world do you mean, Jesus? Like, what kind of significant point are you teaching by this? He who has ears, let him hear. So Jesus tells the story, and then as you keep reading in Luke 8, what happens is, um, sometime later, I imagine, um, his disciples began asking him about the parable. They began asking, Jesus, what did that parable mean? And Jesus says this to them, Luke chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus says, well, to you, to his disciples, to those who have gathered around him, the kind of the inner group who have come to him and have come to him with the intention of learning from him, Jesus says to them, to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You who are my disciples, you who have come to me for the purpose of learning from me, you who have put your confidence in me, to you it's been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, that is to that big large crowd, to all those who are just curiosity seekers, to those who just kind of come casually and they're just checking Jesus out, to the rest, it's all in parables. It's all in these stories that isn't super clear in and of themselves. And then Jesus says something that can be really kind of confusing and maybe even a little vexing. He says this, But to the rest it's in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, what is he getting at? What does he mean when he says, To the rest it's in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand? Well, this is an echo of something in the Old Testament that Jesus' Jewish audience would be aware of. Back in the day, in the seven, about 700 years before Jesus, there was a prophet by the name of Isaiah, and you can read the, the writings of Isaiah in his book in the Old Testament. So the book of Isaiah, well, Isaiah chapter 6 records when Isaiah was called into ministry by God. And in Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah is called into ministry, God tells Isaiah, look, I want you to go and preach to this people and, and, and uh, keep telling them because their eyes are dull and their ears are dull, so you keep preaching to make their eyes dull, to make their ears dull, so that seeing they won't see and hearing they won't hear. In other words, Isaiah's ministry was going to be a failure. What a great call to ministry. But it had a very important purpose. The people were so rebellious and so against God in Isaiah's day that God wanted him to just preach the truth, and the majority of the people were not going to respond to Isaiah's message. And so Isaiah's preaching would actually be a form of um, evaluation and a form of judgment upon the people. So when the covenant curses that Isaiah pronounced upon them came, it would be clear that God was right in, in bringing those curses upon them that he had promised in the covenant he made with them. Well, when Jesus echoes that here in Luke chapter 8, he's essentially saying the same thing, that his parables have this, this purpose of testing people's hearts. The per parables have this purpose of, of evaluating listeners to, do you really want to know? Do you really want to understand God? Do you really want to understand Jesus? Are you really wanting to learn that the parables have this sort of evaluation, testing, and, and potentially a judgment feature to them for the, the large crowd get, that gathers around Jesus to listen. So, 
But Jesus says, to you who have come inside and have put your confidence in me, you get to know the mysteries. To them, it's in parables. Does it mean it's going to stay in parables? Not necessarily. If they come inside from the outside and they want to learn, they'll get to know. More on that in a little bit. So with that, then Jesus goes back to the disciples and begins to explain what the parable is all about. They get the mysteries. They get the explanation. What's the story about the farmer all about? Jesus, what does it have to do with following you and being a disciple? Well, Jesus is going to explain. So they get the mysteries of the kingdom. Jesus explains the parable to them. And remember, Jesus was saying as he told these parables, in this particular parable, he was saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, as we listen to Jesus' explanation of the parable, notice how many times the word hear or heard shows up in the explanation, all right? So Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Now, the parable is this. Here's Jesus' explanation. The seed represents God's word. Um, And so the farmer sowing the seed is spreading God's word. Those beside the road represent those who, when they have heard God's word, the devil comes and takes it away from them. And so they hear the word, but it is taken away from them by the devil uh, from their hearts so that they will not believe and be saved. Um, those on the rocky soil, well, that represents those who, when they hear the word, they receive it with joy. They're excited, but they have no firm root. They're shallow, and it never goes deep into their heart. So they believe for a while, Jesus says. But then when life gets hard and things get difficult and the time of testing comes, well, they fall away. And what about those among the thorns? Well, the seed which fell among the thorns, Jesus explains, these are the ones who they've heard the word, they go their way, and as they go about their life, they're just so caught up with the worries and the riches and the pleasures of this life that they bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed, Jesus says, that falls on the good soil, well, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, And they hold on to it. They hold it fast. They welcome it in. They receive it and they hold on to it. And they bear fruit with perseverance. Did you hear all the reference to hearing and to your heart? That one of the purposes of the parables is to test our heart. And what it's testing for is how are we going to welcome the word of God? How are we going to receive it? How, in other words, are we going to hear? What kind of heart will we hear with? And so the parable has this evaluative feature to it. It's testing our heart to see, will we receive it with a hard heart like those along the road? Will we receive it with a shallow heart like the rocky soil? Will we receive it with a distracted heart like those who are just caught up with the worries, riches, and pleasures of life? Or will we receive God's word with a good heart? a honest heart, an open, soft heart that takes it in and takes it deep, deep within itself, and then bears fruit, puts it into practice, and grows. How will we hear? And so part of the purpose of the parables to these large crowds is to say, how bad do you want to follow me? How bad do you want to know? Do you want to move from being outside with the rest to inside with the disciples? Because if you move from the outside to the inside, well, on the inside, to you is given the mysteries of the kingdom. So do you want to ask? Do you want to explore? Do you want to listen? Do you want to learn? Do you want to put your confidence in Jesus or not? What's the state of your heart? And that's one of the purposes of the parables. And this particular parable very much says that's what Jesus wants to know. 
Well, Jesus goes on coming out of this explanation to his his uh, disciples, and he explains further about, and he has another, almost another little illustration or another little parable. Sometimes it's broken off in uh, translations of the Bible with a subject heading, but it's still part of Jesus' explanation. So the subject heading isn't really helpful because he's still explaining the purpose of parables and why it's in parables to them and why it's good news for the disciples. And so he says this, Luke eight sixteen. no one after lighting a lamp covers it up with a container or puts it under a bed. He puts it on a lampstand. Why? Because the purpose of a lamp is to give light. And so he puts it on a lampstand that those who come in may see its light. Then he explains what that's about. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be made known or come to light. So as the purpose of a lamp is to give light, so the purpose of Jesus' ministry is to bring light. Jesus is speaking in parables not because he wants to keep people in the dark or hide things from them. He's speaking in parables because he wants them to come in. Notice, uh, so that when they come in, they can receive its light. Well, Jesus wants people to move from the outside to the inside. He wants those who are in the category of outsiders that are the rest, the large crowds. Will you move close? Will you come inside into Jesus and listen and learn? What kind of heart do you have? Do you have a heart that actually wants to receive what Jesus says. And so what we see in this parable is this, that the way you hear the word of God determines whether or not you can receive more of the word of God. And so Jesus says in verse 18, take care how you hear. Take care how you hear. Pay attention to how you hear. What kind of heart are you hearing with? Are you just hearing with, oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow, I really like that. Oh, gee, that's neat. Or, oh, wow, that's exciting. Or are you hearing with a heart that actually says, I want to take this in. I want to hold this fast. I want to welcome this deep into my soul. Take care how you hear. For to whoever has, to him more shall be given. And to whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away from him. And that's exactly what we see happening in the parable. Um, Those first three, they heard with either a shallow heart, a hard heart, a distracted heart, right? Those three different kinds of hearts. And what they thought they had was taken away from them. They didn't didn't, uh, receive the, the seed in such a way that it grew to maturity. But the one who received with a good heart, they actually welcomed it in, it received a, it bore fruit to maturity a hundred times beyond its ability. They received a whole lot more. And it all has to do with how you hear. So take care how you hear to the Word of God. And that reminds us that just hearing the Word of God is dangerous. It's dangerous because we can hear it and we can feel good about hearing it, but not actually take it into our heart and respond to it, not take it in and do anything with it, not take it in and process it and examine it and think on it and reflect on it, welcome it in and hold it fast. We, we can hear the word of God and just like, oh yeah, that's, that's good, that's fine, that's nice. I went to Bible college, I taught at a Bible college, um, and in a Bible college situation, people hear the word of God more than just about anyone else. They're immersed in it day in and day out. And that is so dangerous because what happens is you can think you're good because you know so much. You can think you're fine because you hear so much. You go to chapel, you go to Bible classes, and you hear the word of God. But how are you hearing? 
Same is true in church. I I uh, knew a guy one time who I'd never seen a Bible so tattered and marked up and never knew somebody who failed to live it out so much. His Bible was all highlighted, marked up with notes in the margin, but he was he was mean-spirited and malicious and prideful and arrogant. It's dangerous just to hear the word of God. So take care how you hear. Do you hear it with a good and honest heart? A heart that says, man, how am, how am I supposed to respond to that? How should I listen to that? What should I do with that? Man, I need to look in the mirror and say, where does that intersect with my life? Where am I doing that well? And where am I needing to improve in responding to this word of Jesus? Jesus, would you open my eyes and help me to see how I can put this into practice? Jesus, I'm not sure I understand. Do you have a good and honest heart that wants to hold Jesus' word fast and wants to respond to it wisely and appropriately so you can bear much fruit with endurance over the long haul where you keep going on and on and on? What kind of heart do you hear the word of God with? Because the way you hear it determines whether you're going to get more of it. And so we need to receive it with a good and honest heart. All right, that's the parable of the sower, and that tells us an awful lot about why Jesus taught him parables. He wants to test our heart. He wants to test our ears. He wants to know how we're going to hear. And over the next handful of weeks, we're just going to walk through various parables, and we're going to listen to some of Jesus' parables and explore them and and explore their, their meaning and wrestle with that. And I pray that you and I, we will listen to those parables with a good and honest heart. And we will hold fast what we learn, and we will bear fruit with perseverance. All right, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. Um, if if you if you've been listening but you haven't yet subscribed, man, go ahead and click subscribe to the podcast. Not only that, um, if you're thinking, man, this is helpful to me, and I think it would be helpful to a lot of people, uh, like or comment or share the podcast with your friends. It's it would be great to hear your feedback and hear what you're thinking. So any any comments you have or even just to share it with your friends, go ahead and share that. And God bless you guys. We will see you next time on The Bible in Life.